Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Halima's back. <laughs> Tell, Tell a friend. friend. Yes, Guess we're back, back in the cup, baby. Back. Guess who's back? <laughs> Back in the cut, baby. Back in the cut. Oh, my God, guys. I've missed the studio. For those that are just tuning in, welcome. This is Mango Masala, the South Asian show here on Pi Radio, Manchester's number one youth-led radio station. Ugh. My name oh, is That's Gens. a bit of a mouthful. It is a bit of a mouthful. Also, I can't tell whether I'm in the camera or not. Move up a bit. There we Gosh, go. this is very intimate. Carlos, on my lap. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. My name's Gerns. I'm here with Halima. Finally, guys, I'm back. She's real. I'm real. He just poked <laughs> me. He just poked me. I'm real, guys. I'm back. I've missed the studio. I've missed being on air. Like, I've actually been, like, super excited to be back. I'm not going to lie. Have you missed the stairs? Do you know what? I was even thinking that, like, I parked <laughs> up. I, I literally, I was, the whole morning, I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to be back. I can't wait to, like, have the show. I literally drove here, parked up, got to the base of the stairs, and I was like, this is one thing I have not missed. Mm. Oh, my God. It needs to get, like, a lift put in here or something, an elevator. Oh, there is one, in it, But it's it quite is, hard it's to bit, use. It's a bit scary as well. <coughs> yeah. But, yeah, Halima, in the words of um, Manu Money Long, where have you been? <laughs> Twin, <laughs> where have you been? Yeah. Where have you been? Oh, here, there, and everywhere, guys. Here, there, and everywhere. So, like, in in the second, in, in the in the um end of last year, like when I was doing my last shows before I went away, I was kind of like saying to people, like, "Oh, I'm going away," but you know, Muslim girl, like superstition, like I really believe in Nazar. So, like, I wasn't saying anything to people in terms of like, "Oh, I'm going here, I'm going there," um, but guys, I have been traveling around a little bit. Um, just having the time of my life. I've been solo traveling, everyone. Mm. So like, first I went to Bangladesh. I spent like just under a month in Bangladesh, just like catching up with my family, spending time with my family, which was amazing. Um, it was the first time I'd been back in like a few years. It was the longest that I'd not been to Bangladesh actually in my whole life. Um, so it was really nice. And then I went to Hong Kong, went to Taiwan, Alan hopped around the Philippines, Alan hopped around the Maldives, went to UAE, went to Kuwait, went to Egypt. And now I'm back. <laughs> Cry. You know, you know have you seen the weather today? That's what you call yeah. pathetic fallacy. That is yeah. what you call pathetic. Guys, yeah. I'm sorry. Before I talk about the good, I've got to talk about the bad. Have you seen the weather? Oh my God. You know, like I was the, the reason I went at this time of the year because I was like I need to bus case like I need to not be here in British winter time so like I thought let me go away for like three months like by the time I come back it like spring will be breaking where <laughs> where is um, she well, why is she shy something's broken guy, guys guys I'm an island girl like look at me I'm an island girl I'm not used to this oh. You know I need what? tropical weather. In the three to four years that obviously we've been doing this, and you've always kind of come on the show and been like, I'm not meant to be this colour. And I think you guys this get, is the, get. This is the first you get, get where I've been like, okay, fair enough. I understand because this is the longest you've been away in the last four years, right? This is, yeah, this yeah. is like the longest period of time that I've been like in the sun like every single day for like and a number of months. Lima, tell us what happened to you. Oh, guys, okay, I do need to, I do need to tell you guys something. So <clears throat> I have always spoken very vocally on the show about how much I hate the winter, how much I'm a sun baby, how much like I'm not, 
I'm not supposed to be the color that I am when I'm in England, right? Like I'm supposed to be the color that I am when I'm in the sun. And like, I went away and I, so I, I don't know, Carlos, like if you, okay, wait, maybe it doesn't count for you because you are like half white. But growing up, like I never really understood SPF. Like I never really understood like how important it is. The fact that even ethnic people are like darker skinned people, like we do need to wear SPF as well. Um, but I did start wearing it recently. However, on this trip, like, um, I ran out of SPF and then I bought one and it was like really bad. So like I wasn't wearing SPF the way that I was supposed to. Guys, I got sunburn for the first time in my life. I got sunburn. For those of you who are not aware that it can also happen to brown mm. and black people. Okay, this is a cautionary tale. This is a tale of hubris. I was like Icarus flying way too close <laughs> to the sun. Like literally, I was flying way too close to the sun. I was out sizzling my skin in the sun every single day thinking, God got me. Look at this melanin. Like scientifically, obviously one of the qualities of melanin is that it does protect you from like UV rays. Oh my God, I was like, nothing is going to happen to me. Me and the sun were friends. We go way back. Like she knows me. Tell me one day, like... I come back and like I start getting like rashy and like my skin is like really sore to touch. Eventually it dawns on me like, hang on a minute, do I have sunburn? And this, and you know me, I can't tell a story without politicizing it. The issue now is that there is very little information on what sunburn looks like on non-white people. Because I'm trying to like research like, okay, what are the symptoms of sunburn? And it literally, it's, oh, like what does sunburn look like? And everything is just red. Like, and, and actually then I had to like, I was tweeting it because I was tweeting everything them days because I had no one to talk to. But I tweeted like, guys, I think I have sunburn. And my one of my doctor friends responded and she was like, okay, so the symptom of sunburn for like ethnic people is that your skin just goes darker. Whereas in white people, it goes red. It's a lot easier to tell because it's literally burned. In, in like Asian people or black people, like our skin just goes darker. And the difficulty is kind of knowing whether it's just a tan or like, whether it's actually sunburn mm. but I I was and you know what's so funny as well is that like I was in the Maldives when this happened and every shop in the Maldives on all this, every single island they have so much aloe vera and it's obviously because of like the the tourists that the white tourists that come and like get sunburn and I'm, I'm so sorry but I'm gonna be honest when I saw it I was laughing in my head I was like how pitiful to need sun like aloe vera just because you're in the sun Could never be you. and then the next day i had to go and be like excuse me can i have some <laughs> aloe vera but i it was very mild though like it went and like well i mean obviously i hope that you haven't got like skin cancer or anything from it touch wood, so it's wood. This, i mean i think time, it was a very mild case but, yeah, but, but at the same time it's also kind of like at least that's like a life experience TikTok i was gonna say suppose, like, like i'm like, saying like it's a cautionary tale and my friend like obviously she's a doctor she was like you need to be careful don't go under the sun make sure you're like um in shade and like cover your body and like blah, blah, blah. she was like that people apparently like get really bad sunburn and they have to spend like weeks in the hospital they have to get like skin grafts and things like that obviously it is less likely to happen to melanated people but like guys let me be the example that the mm. sun sometimes is your op she's not always your friend i think the thing is as well isn't it that even if you don't get sunburn um melanated people should still use SPF you should you should it's like good for protecting because you can still 
get, like I said, like cancer yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, from yeah, it, yeah. even if you don't get sunburned. So it yeah, is like... guys, I don't know. I, 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 sometimes I'm like, well, our ancestors don't wear no SPF and they were in the sun like 24-7. Believe me, you're sounding like an anti-vaxxer right now. No, I'm not. No, no, no I'm, I know. Guys, listen, SPF is important. Wear it. I do wear it. I, it was literally just because I bought one that was bad and I didn't want to wear it. Cause, mm. And this is another thing as well. Why can't they make all SPFs? not ashy for darker skin like the one that mm. the reason i didn't wear it was because it was giving me a gray cast like it's so hard to find like a good spf that actually like nourishes and moisturizes you and doesn't like make you look like casper the ghost you know anyways wear spf man that's that's the story that's yeah. the story guys i can't believe it happened to me but yeah happened to the best of us i guess i mean we're gonna um have to go into your trip as a whole i mean i'm sure over the next couple of weeks we'll go into it in a bit more detail but oh i'll never shut up about yeah. it i'll never stop talking I'm about it you'll be hearing it for the next three that. years guys uh, no i'm joking uh, are you though no no right <laughs> but i thought just to summarize it let me ask just like a couple of questions okay go on. just to see for people out there who maybe like might have seen your stories and are like oh i want to go there i wonder what was good Oh god. So, oh gosh. What was your favorite place to like explore? I oh I I can't pick. Oh this is I can't pick. Well. I'll <laughs> tell you okay, okay, I'll tell you my top 3. Hong Kong I loved. Philippines I loved. Maldives I loved. You know what I can tell you? I can tell you what I didn't like. Oh that was one of the questions. I can tell right. you what I didn't like. Kuwait, don't even bother going. Don't even bother this going to Halima's Kuwait. This is personal This is all opinion. my opinion, guys. Yeah. Don't even bother going to Kuwait unless all you want to do is eat and... Sh okay, guys, listen. I think I've spoken about it on the show before where, like, I've always said, like, the Gulf in general, you know, like, UAE, Kuwait, Qatar, Bahrain, all of them countries, they've never really called to me as a holiday destination. I know Muslims, British Muslims, flock to dubai like that's really like you would think it's one of their holy places they love dubai as a holiday good for you it's never called to me i have been like on an extended holiday when i was younger but as an adult it's never really called to me but i thought like obviously i'm traveling around i need to pass through that area of the world let me just like stop for a few days go see it as an adult see if i change my mind oh my god it was i don't know if it was because i came straight from the maldives and like Maybe everything in the every other country in the world. Actually, no, because then I went to Egypt and I absolutely loved Egypt. But like, it was just I. There's, there's. I don't know. Me personally, I just don't like it. It's not for me. I feel like everything is hyper commercialized. It's just super capitalistic. Like it's so geared towards like indulgence and consumption. And like, like I said, unless you are going to like eat and shop, there's. Okay, fine. Do like a little quad biking excursion in the desert and like. You know, there's aquariums and water parks and stuff like that. But I don't know, like, as a, maybe it's just, yeah, maybe it's just like my my style. I love, like, places with, like, culture and, and history and things like that, you know. And it's a shame because I'm sure, like, once you tap into, like, the native Kuwaiti culture, the native Emirati culture, like, there, I'm sure there will be interesting things to, like, learn and see and do. But mm. it's just so kind of, like... They, I don't know. I feel like it's just too capitalistic for me. Yeah, I did see something um, <coughs> recently as well that was about the glorification of places like Dubai and yeah. how some people like just can't really see the appeal in it. And yeah. also the sense of maybe even double standards in these obviously um, Islamic countries that have so much wealth and 
um, capitalistic features when obviously in other Islamic countries um, or states, i.e. Yeah. Palestine and Sudan, places like that, mm-hmm. um, obviously there's the exact opposite of that. And I believe I saw something yeah, I about mean, like, it actually financing what's going yeah, on in yeah, Sudan. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I even open my mouth to speak about the politics of the UE, I will not stop. Yeah. So for now, I'm just going to say as a travel destination, yeah, thumbs yeah. down from me. Right, favourite place to eat? Not like a specific place, but favorite. Guys, I'm not, I'm the wrong person to ask this question. I am the wrong person. I am. You know the meme of the chicken tenders and fries girl. I'm. That's me. That's her. That's, oh, you're not I'm like her. you're not like trying different things. I'm. Sort of I'm. So, do you not know this about me? I'm such a picky eater, Carlos. I mean, now I think about it. I'm thinking about how, when we've eaten together before. It's kind of making sense. Yeah, to my head, like but, I'm such a fussy yeah. eater, guys. Like I, my family always shout at me. Like whenever we, whenever even I travel with like my friends and family and things like that, they're always like trying new cuisines and blah 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 blah. Oh my god! Like, sorry, it's Fine. not for me. Right. Well, what was the most like surprising place you went to? One that you're like, oh, okay, I really wasn't expecting it to be like this i think the maldives like if i mm. i'm gonna listen guys i'm gonna make a 57 part tiktok series about like, the maldives like alone that woman that, um, yeah, who did I marry? Marry. <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> just about the maldives alone the way oh my god i i'm not exaggerating when i say i i left a piece of my heart in the maldives like i always knew it was going to be like scenically amazing because it is obviously it is kind of like a lot of people's like top bucket list travel destination it is stunning it's an it's, it's every bit as stunning as people say it is but mm. i so the thing that people don't realize about the maldives is that there's two types of islands there's the private resort islands where all the you know like the villas and where people go for like the honeymoons that's what most people think the all that the maldives is but actually there's the local islands which is where the local people live and i was island hopping around the local islands <clears throat> And it was single-handedly the most unique experience I've ever had. Because I just island hopped from the Philippines, but that has like a lot more tourists and like even those islands are a bit bigger. Whereas in the Maldives, the islands are tiny. I'm talking about every single island had less than like 1,500 mm. people. I remember you like did one on your story where it was like you could see the other side of it. From, like, from yeah. yeah, you could literally, you could put, there was like w- one of my favorite islands was Gully and it had, na- it's a population of 900 people. You can walk the entire circumference in about 10, 15 minutes. And from any point in the island, you can see the ocean. And I loved being there. Like not just because how, of how unique it is, but... It it really like stirred something in me. It really aroused something in me where I was just in a constant state of like introspection. I was just always thinking about like, wow, I'm really in the middle of like this tiny piece of land in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Like I've really taken myself to this proper remote part of the world. And like, I've done that for myself, you know? And like, it really allowed me to like stop and stand still and like look inwards and really think about life. And even to just like, to enjoy like being in the moment usually when i travel i'm very is very fast paced i'm very much on the go the maldives was the first time where like i just stopped and i just like enjoyed i mean i always enjoy where i am but like i really just like i don't know how to explain it but it's just amazing honestly like what that place gave to me i will always owe it a debt honestly speaking final question in relation to this which doesn't really bode that much in terms of where you've been but more where next and what's like because obviously you've passed the 50 mark in terms of countries that you've been yeah, to yeah i've hit 53 mm-hmm. guys so what wh- where next is a particular area of the world that you're like i would really want to go there or um in the summer inshallah i'm planning to tour central asia all the stands 
I think that's an area that gets forgotten. That is, gets it's not well trodden at all, and it's and it's insane. What like because it has so much history, so much culture. It has, especially like for South Asians, so much of our culture is like intertwined with the culture. So so much of our history is and our culture is so intertwined with like the history and the culture of Central Asia. Um, and it has like amazing natural scenery. Like it's so cheap out there. So like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pioneer the path for other people <laughs> no i'm not pioneering nothing there's millions of people already over there <laughs> I'm not coming like christopher yeah, columbus yeah, I was to say <laughs> anyways uh, you know that meme of like kelly um osborne which is like who's gonna clean your toilet yeah. like, oh that's not that's <laughs> that oh, oh yeah in the sense that <laughs> yeah anyway Returning back to this island, obviously we'll get onto the overly bad vibes later, but I thought let's ease into it with a bit more like nonsensical vibes. Have you seen what's been going on in Glasgow? I saw something on Twitter, the Willy Wonka thing. Yeah, it's been, it's just bizarre. (coughs) So basically, let me find the breakdown of it. So it's basically this, experience which is based on the warner brothers film wonka starring timothy chalamet um it's like this experience like i imagine kind of like fun fair kind of vibe like you know there's like harry potter ones where it's like kind of like immersive like yeah yeah i think it was sold as like being really good like charged up to 35 pounds for tickets it describes an immersive experience the pictures i've seen are just terrifying first of all it just looks like it's this random like warehouse, warehouse. <laughs> like with bare, like bare concrete yeah, walls yeah and then like a random pool with like balls in it or like yeah. a random tiny banner that doesn't even cover up the walls and then like a table like a school desk with like some chocolate yeah. on it like but, they were apparently they were promised chocolatey treats and they just got given like a can of jelly, jelly beans or something that's like, jokes. Just like but the thing is as well they've even like gone <laughs> off like topic as well in the sense that the Oompa Loompas apparently just look completely like deranged. Oh, really? And also they've introduced a um, new character, which is actually terrifying. Have you seen this? No, I've not seen this. Right, I'm going to get it up for you now. It's this new character, right. which apparently is like a villain um, right. in terms of, he's like Willy Wonka's. Who, who organized? Is it like a private company? or? Yeah, it's, so it, it was it council or something? House of Illuminati. Well, so, I mean, the name isn't very but, promising, exactly. is it? Halima, bear in mind that this is for kids. Okay. This was one of the only attractions there was. Oh my God, what is that? It's the unknown, apparently. What is that? Guys, I do <laughs> want to give a bit of an alternative opinion here. Like, <clears throat> why not? When your own government is scamming you, why not? Guys, collect your bag any way that you can. They've given us an unregulated capitalist free market. Make your money how you can. That's Halima, your own government it? are taking you for idiot. Yeah, but Halima, the oh, the government didn't organise this of Willy Wonka. No, but I'm <laughs> saying people are inspired by our government. You see the way the government are deeting us. Anyhow, why will they not? Anyway, um, it's believed that the reason why so many people believed that this was going to be better than it was is because the um, organisers actually revealed that AI was used to generate most of the marketing for it. That's hilarious. Yeah. 
That's actually hilarious, but it's kind of inspirational. I'm not going to lie. Guys, follow your dreams. Don't let anything stop you. If you have an idea, see how these men are so audacious, like, to present this to their, like, um, patrons. You can really do anything, guys. I mean, I'm pretty sure they will be getting in trouble for this probably because they've advertised False advertisement, the service and yeah. they haven't provided it. Okay, yeah, so don't, yeah, don't, don't be don't, don't be like sued and be like Halima said. By uh, uh, moving on because I wasn't expecting it weird to vibes. Weird vibes island. It is weird vibes also island. Also weird vibes island. People have been speculating as to who the unknown is. A lot of people have been saying, is it Kate Middleton? Because where oh my is God. Kate Middleton? Oh my God. It's just, it, I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, Kate Middleton is still a human being. She is still a human being. And obviously, she's <laughs> un, she's, she has undergone abdominal surgery Has in she? January. Yeah, she Why? Went, we don't know. She, went, she, went, she underwent abdominal surgery in January. Since then, she hasn't been seen. How do we know that she underwent to the well, White we House? I was going to say the White House. <laughs> the Buckingham Palace tell us. Yeah, we were told. So she's underwent surgery, which obviously she's in recovery, wishing speedy recovery to her. That being said, a lot of people are pointing out the fact that she hasn't been seen. And when you look at examples like the Queen, Prince Philip, etc., they were literally being rolled out right up until they like... Fr- Prince Philip was <laughs> a bloody corpse and still doing public appearances. Yeah, th- this... I'm Wait, hang on. So I don't, I'm not going to lie. I don't really know anything about the royals because I do not care for them at all. Mm. Um, other than like what I see on Twitter, to be honest with you. I've got a question. So how often was she being seen before now? Before is like all the time, isn't it? Oh, like, is it? So yeah. like they're constantly so in the it public. So it is a noticeable shift that she's, that she's not here. Not about. God, maybe they're just having bloody marital problems. Like, this is all speculation, not fact. If we I was beefing my husband, I'm sorry, I am not showing face in your family events. Yeah, it might but just be that. I, aside from speculation, the funny side of it is obviously the yeah. internet has took it upon themselves to be like, do Where deep is dives. Like, they've turned it to a whole conspiracy <laughs> theory. Like, I saw one that apparently she's going in Celebrity Big Brother starts a month. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that as well. Wouldn't be surprised. That would be hilarious. But yeah, um, I saw one where like it was a like pretty little thing or something was like advertising. Oh on the yeah, face then of you, it. yeah, it yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's Kate Middleton. <laughs> I saw that as well. In all seriousness, hope that she's all right. Obviously, would hate for it to come out that everyone's been joking and then she's actually not all right. But enjoy the fun while you can, sort of thing, isn't yeah. it? The, what kind of sword? It's times like <laughs> these where the internet kind of just is like. Like places like Twitter, like make Twitter good again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like this, it's kind of just deranged nonsense. But I found it's it hilarious. So I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like it is funny. Right. Final thing to talk about before we go into a bit of serious stuff after music is have you seen what happened last night? So on Friday, the 1st of March in India. Oh, the Ambani, yeah. the Ambani wedding. Yeah, oh Rihanna, my God. Rihanna. Rihanna. Listen, them Ambani's. Yeah, br- exactly. br- fam. You know, I'll never forget like one one tweet where the, it was, um, what event was it? Ah! What event was it when, sorry guys, I just hurt myself. What event was it when Beyonce performed? 
Oh, like somewhere in Dubai, something like that. No, yeah. it was not. Um, it was an Ambani. That was Ambani as well. No, no, it wasn't in Dubai in India. She performed at an what Ambani. Was it? Somewhat. Uh, it, it was another Ambani wedding must event. Be something different. Yeah. No, no, no. It it was a it was a um Ambani wedding event that Beyonce performed at. Right, that to me was like wow. I mean, obviously they are billionaires. Like it's the richest man in Asia. The, Amba- mm. the um, like Mukesh Ambani, he's the richest man in all of Asia. Um, someone tweeted like they're so rich they can literally hire the queen and be like go and dance to like London to Mukda. You know that song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, funny. That's another TikTok trend which I'd like to go. You see the dancers to that. Where people are like doing like it's like the sped up version. And, no. Like, no, I like that. I'll show you later. Oh, okay. But um. Yeah, yeah, them man are rich, rich. How can you get Rihanna out of exactly. hibernation? The That's bag the must have been heavy. That's the and she's just thing. given birth. Exactly. Anyway. Anyways, they got Rihanna out yeah, of hibernation. Exactly. They got Rihanna to perform. You lot every day, you're crying on Twitter. Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna. That bag must but have the, been heavy. This is the thing. I can't, like, it. it's making me annoyed because I'm like, why do the mega rich people get to have fun and have all the fun things? Money, money, money. Like, must be funny. It's actually not, like, I'm annoyed. Like, me too. I want to <laughs> see Rihanna. The, the, me too with £5.37 in my bank account. I want to see Rihanna. Well, all I've got to say is she's no Mets and Tricks. So. No, she isn't. She's not Mets yeah. and Tricks. So, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's all I can think about. But I did see something about apparently like Sephora is being sold or opening up in India at the moment. And apparently the Ambani's are interested in that. So someone was like, she's not performing. She's working. She's like trying to get him fancy over there sort of thing. That's all allegedly, no, obviously. No, she's... Yeah. The bag was heavy. That's really it. But that's <laughs> it. Like, someone was quoting, like, oh, it must have been this many million. I was like, surely more. Like, it will like, be. The f- They're she's billionaires. Also, not only has she just come out of hibernation, but she's also pe- was performed at the Super Bowl a year ago. You know what I mean? Like, that was her, her last live performance was yeah. a year ago. Like, she's also, like, recently had a baby. Like, guys, yeah. you just know, like... I do have to say as well, I in my Wait, she's already opinion, a billionaire as well, no? Yeah, exactly, yeah, apparently. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, so the, oh my They're god. probably friends, you know what I mean? All the mega rich people probably know yeah, each true other. True say, true say, but nah, I think it's the money, bro, I'm not gonna yeah. lie, like, I think it must have been a stupid bag, because Beyonce as well. <sighs> Crazy. We can only dream. God forbid, God no, forbid exactly, I ever see that kind of wealth. God we, forbid. I was going to say, we can only dream. I do not. I do also, not. That's my nightmare, guys. God forbid I ever see that kind of wealth. I will not see the pearly gates of heaven if God gives me that kind of wealth. God, please. <laughs> Never. Not me. On that note, we're going to play a bit of music and then come back and discuss Bad Vibes Island. So uh, we'll see you later. Uh, if you're just tuning in, welcome. This is Manga Masala, Pi Radio South Asian show. My name's Gerns. I'm here with Halima decided to grace us with her presence after three months and she's on her phone i'm so sorry i'm so sorry come here speak into the mic sorry guys sorry guys sorry guys i just replied to a message busy girl busy girl girl in demand girl in demand i'm back i'm back i'm back glad that you could spare a couple of hours i'm back i'm back i'm back so obviously it's because i know what this next segment <laughs> is and i don't want to do it are you ready Every week we come back and I'm like, surely it won't. It can't be get any worse. worse. It can't get any worse. And, and every give, week to give credit to them where it's due. Every Goodness, week, like, they surpass our expectations. So I think the place to start with this week is yesterday, right, or the day before. 
um, Rochdale, actually an area in Greater Manchester, their MP, who was a Labour MP, um, he sadly passed away, actually, um, in January, which is triggered a by-election. That by-election took place um, on Thursday evening, so the last day of February, and the person who won that was George Galloway, who is a relatively controversial figure. He's um, started out in the Labour Party. He's, like, worked his way across various different parties. He's served as an MP for different people. He's, like, been criticised for his views and associations. He's been, like, taken off the radio before, so I think we do Mm. need to be careful about how we speak about him in general. But that being said, he has been elected democratically by mm. the people of Rochdale to be their MP. And also the context as well is that he is, is he a Muslim? I think there was talk about it, but I think he's actually Catholic still. Oh, okay, cool. But he's very, very aligned with the Muslim community. So he's extremely yeah. vocal about issues. So Rochdale obviously is a very heavy kind of populated by South Asian Muslim communities. Um, and George Galloway um, is very heavily aligned with like South Asian people, in particular like South Asian Muslim people, um, and he's very vocal about issues that kind of plague South Asian Muslim communities, racism, Islamophobia, etc., etc. Yeah. So obviously, and especially in the kind of backdrop of what's been happening since um, October seventh, with everything that's going on in Palestine and the kind of reverberations that we're seeing here in the UK, um, the people of Rochdale obviously decided that he was best placed to kind of represent them democratically. Yeah. However. <laughs> yeah, however, um, Rishi decided to do a little um, speech, I want to call it, like an address outside Downing Street last night. I saw like... Some might say address, some might say rant. Mm, I saw like the notification that it was happening uh, um, yesterday afternoon. I was like, oh, what now? Sort of thing. What's mm. What could this be? And it was basically this speech that, it was definitely in light of George Galloway's um, appointment as MP, which I was a bit confused about as well because I, actually, I at that point didn't actually know that it wasn't that it wasn't like um, the it wasn't like George Galloway had taken away that seat from the Tories. He took it away from Labour, yeah. so it makes even more it's even more interesting that Rishi has obviously come out but and spoken out against I, this. I think it's I think I think it, a part of it might be because he's so vocally pro Palestine, yeah, and also I think a big part of it is because he won as an independent minister. Mm-hmm. Is he the only independent minister that we have? I only or one of the very few. Yeah. One of the very few. That is a, that is a very unlikely thing to happen in the landscape of british politics like yeah. it's very very rare for anyone to get yeah, elected I, I think independent. i did see something that said like he's from a third party which would imply that he is the only um independent right um, anyway um so this speech that rishi gave he said that he described the appointment of george galloway as beyond alarming and then went Good. on to give this speech about how extremism has been on the rise since October the 7th, both in regards to far-right groups and um, Islamist groups. He said that he feared that Britain's great achievement, a multi-ethnic, multi-faith democracy, was now being deliberately undermined by both Islamists and the far-right. Uh, other stuff that he said as part of this um, speech was he 
in little to he basically said that if you're on a visa and you protest we will deport deport you it's like he inserted it inside a sentence he was saying if you are violent if you are here on a visa and if you are violent if you do this if you protest then we yeah just as, as yeah, a, just, one thing is not the yeah. same as the other things exactly. Rishi Sunak. one of them which one does not belong guys and this obviously follows um uh, various comments that he's made over the past week in which he said there's a growing consensus that mob rule is replacing democratic rule in the Oh, UK. for God's sake! Again, coming back to this idea that um, these protests that are happening in the UK most um, recently, I think the majority of them have been in regards to what's happening in Palestine, That that's what he's referring to in, in regards to this mob rule, basically. Oh, it's just so pathetic. It's so we know exactly what he's doing. It's 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 following on the precedent of what the kind of um, our, our government have been saying since people have been mobilizing for Palestine. It's just fear mongering. Like it's honestly just fear mongering. Um, it's this idea that oh my god, the big bad bogeyman the Muslims or the people who are aligned with Muslims, like he's trying to kind of stoke fear within the British body politics. So basically kind of, it's that manufactured consent, you know, to then kind of really um, uh, uh, further align themselves with the government and then entrust the government to take whatever oppressive and like fascist law they make, you know? Um, <clears throat> the thing about George Galloway is like, it's just so ridiculous and so absurd to me. Like he's, out here undermining a minister who has been democratically elected in a democracy that he presides over in which he himself was not democratically elected. Are you jealous, Rishi? Are you jealous? Because you know that you would not win your seat based off of votes alone. Like you're there on a technicality because the British politics was an absolute mess. It was still is a mess, but... It's just ridiculous, like, the fact that he could undermine it. But I think it's also extremely dangerous because, like, it's law and order. Like, to to, to talk about a, a democratically elected MP and process in such a way, you are undermining democracy itself. You are yeah. undermining law and order itself. And now if people don't kind of, um, uh, what's the word? If people don't honour and respect, like, these democratic processes, what will you do then? Yeah, I think also like we should make sure we're referring to it as like an MP, so he's not um, a minister. Oh, sorry, MP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the fact that obviously you've got again, even that it's an MP who has been elected democratically. The people of that constituency have spoken for what they want. Mm-hmm. And you're not happy about it, so you've come out and given this speech. And as, it's just exactly, like, as a prime minister, like it's your place to respect whatever democratic like outcome happens in this country. It's not your place to come out and like. That's why I said it was it an address or was it a rant? Because it sounds mm-hmm. like it was a rant. There was no like political objective to that. There was nothing. There was. It was like just kind of his own internal angst or whatever. Exactly. It just kind of. Like what? What was the purpose? Literally, of this? what was the purpose? Like, what did it serve? Like, did you? Was it anything to do? Convey any kind of political message or convey anything like about the public safety? Like, was it any, any kind of political intervention? Absolutely not. Like, it's just you unhappy with the decision that the public have made, because yeah. it, it potentially jeopardizes your own position. Like, I think it just shows like <clears throat> how much of a fast this a sense of democracy democracy is, is really. absolutely like when people can just pick and choose as to when they what, want to respect yeah. it or not is it's insane and also like the the kind of um 
him talking about the what do they call it mob mob rule yeah. in, in in regards to protests and like extremism Britain is a country that is being called to the ICJ by a number of other countries for their for their like aid in Israel's genocide but it's you that wants to open your mouth to talk about extremism it's crazy mm. like zero self awareness I mean, this was the other thing as well that seemed like completely tone deaf in regards to the announcement was the fact that um, this speech was made a day after what's being referred to as the bread massacre, the flower right. massacre, etc. Um, in Palestine. So for those who don't know, on Thursday, um, at least 104 Palestinians were killed and around 700 wounded when Israeli forces fired on people at an aid convoy in Gaza City's Al-Rashid Street. So um, one person who was there has said the shooting was indiscriminate. People were shot in the head, in the foot, in the stomach. One man was martyred and then run over by a tank. Oh, oh God, yeah. I can't. I, like, I don't have... There is no combination of, like... The, this 26 letter alphabet that I that I can kind of like give to accurately convey the horror of and like even that I feel I feel so like I just I feel so inadequate to sit here and mm. to like say something you know to have to say something about that because what what is there to possibly say like the image of the, the 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 man who was killed and bulldozed over. Yeah, and the thing is, I think that's a separate thing. This is I mean, oh, multiple instances, gosh. but I know the image that's circulating, um, and I I've seen the blurred out version. I haven't seen. The I haven't. I haven't. I haven't yeah. either. I haven't either. But I, I've I've seen pe I've seen people talk about it. People who have seen it talk about it, and it's kind of like. <clears throat> I mean, firstly, the the to kind of address uh, the bread massacre is like every time you think like the like Israel's depravity can't get any worse, like they really prove you wrong. Like, well, do you want to know what their response to this has been? Go on. Though the Israeli military has accused the Palestinians of being responsible for a mass crush, saying residents surrounded the trucks and looted the supplies being delivered. As a result of the pushing, trampling, and being run over by trucks, dozens of Gazans were killed and injured. But it's literally bullets that were killing them. It's literally bullets that were killing them. Like, it's, they're not even bothering to, like, actually make their excuses believable at this point because they are literally getting away with everything with mm. complete impunity. I've said this over and over again. Every single time we talk about it, this on the show, like, week in, week out, it is, like... <clears throat> It's, it's actually, I don't even have, I don't have, the, I, for, for once, like, I actually don't have the words. Like, that is, uh, the fact that this, this war has, like, continued to this point where everybody, everybody who is left is vulnerable in one way or another, whether they are maimed, whether they are injured, whether they have lost family members, whether, like, they've lost homes, livelihood. Nobody left in Gaza is as they were before October 7th. Not a single person. They have nothing left. They are going to find sustenance, like, the absolute bare minimum of what they require to be alive, and even then they are being attacked. Mm. Like, even then they are being attacked, like... So many of them... Um, children, aid! Children They're going to well. get aid! Like, they are going yeah. to get aid! Also, so many of them have um, been starving. You've seen so many um, things about um, children starving them, going out on the streets, banging pots, because they just want to eat. Yeah. They want to eat something. 
this aid has obviously come. They've gone to do it. I mean, obviously, um, I haven't seen footage for all we know. There might have been people that were, like, looting or whatever, but also... They're starving! They're in the middle of a five-month war! Exactly. At that point in time, what also do you expect? And also, that really doesn't give any reasoning for why anyone would have died. And also, we know that all these people that have died are from bullet wounds. Literally, like, there are multiple testimonies of the Israeli forces opening fire and okay like and this is just one single kind of event in in the in the context of a five month mm. long genocide where what's the death toll now over 30,000 over 30,000 yeah. like <clears throat> we're supposed to believe in this instance oh it was just the Palestinians but like okay cool what about the 30 odd of the thousand people that they've been killing like mm. it's insane and 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 to go back to what we were talking about the image of the person who was like bulldozed over again I haven't seen it myself but I I have seen people talk about it after having seen it and I think the images that we have seen coming out of Palestine over the past few months is like the way that it has like impacted the public psyche is kind of um, irreversible. It's really an irreversible impact where a lot of us, I don't think I know personally for myself, I don't think I will ever be the same having seen some of the things that I have seen. No one should ever have to look at another human being in that way. Like no human being should be should have that happen to their body every single human body every single human body is 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 sanctified right um it is not just the most kind of horrendous and undignified way to die it's not the most like even i or i talk all the time about how palestinians are not even given dignity and death but like to have their body ravaged in that way um and then to have images of that circulating and me personally i'm kind of like I've always been someone where I haven't what what we call like images of like dead and abused bodies is like the pornography of pain. Um, and I've I think I've spoken about in the show before with regards to like um, images of uh, dead black bodies. Um, but in, and I've always been like, I don't really necessarily agree with that. I think there should just be some kind of like psychic register that this is happening and that should be enough. But in this instance where the Israeli propaganda machine is so formidable, I have kind of swayed towards the side of like, actually, everyone does need to see what's going on. Like, we cannot be ignorant to what's going on. But that is, even then, though, you don't expect to see that. Like, you don't, within like the confines of human imagination, you, th- there is nothing that can really prepare you th- to kind of have to see something like that. There's nothing that would otherwise kind of, compel you to envision a human body in that way yeah like i say you just loot lost for words really at this point aren't you and it's like the fact of getting like bbc notifications um whilst this is going on saying the u.s has apparently dropped its first lot of aid for gaza i'm like okay we're in march this started in october october what, what, and what, what? like it's not it's not any kind of alleviation of their strife because it's like they'll drop the aid they'll go to get the aid and then they'll they'll, they'll just be indiscriminately shot at yeah i this is why it's even more important that we don't like don't take our foot off the pedal also don't be quiet i'm sorry but also this participating in protest is not 
like it's not mob yeah, it's mob, not mob mentality. mentality it's our absolutely democratic right to do so and it's important that we do so to show that to i i've said this from the very beginning when we started talking about palestine i said that even if protesting doesn't politically do anything if even if it is only to keep up the morale of the palestinian people then we need to be out there definitely i mean one thing that i did want to speak on briefly before we conclude on this was also the himself immolation that yeah um, r.i.p aaron bushnell exactly so he was a u.s airman who died after lighting himself on fire in front of the israeli embassy in washington dc i think what the last thing he said was i will no longer be complicit in genocide free, free palestine, palestine. Um, <clears throat> i think that is like the kind of i i really really like really rest in peace to that man like i have the utmost kind of reverence and respect to give your life for a cause like all of his like um his estate well uh, his estate his like everything he owns that now he's donated to palestinian Palestinian children yeah i know i know and like i i I, what i want to talk about is kind of um the media portrayal of 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 his like self-immolation because people are now seeing like his family even have come forward and been like oh he's a mentally ill man like that's kind of really how the media is portraying it because it is such an extreme act of protest um they're saying oh he was mentally ill he didn't know what he was doing he didn't really it's not really for palestine blah 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 he wrote his like his his you know his, um in his will the letter that he wrote it i have no i have never seen someone speak with such clarity and awareness of what he says he talks about how um like how how he needs to give his life and he talks about how he wants to be buried in a free palestine if the natives allow it oh my god like it's really making me emotional like thinking about it um <clears throat> but he is a man who knew what he was doing. I don't like I don't think that any of us should buy into this narrative of the fact that like he was mentally ill, blah 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 blah, because people don't want to give integrity to his cause. In actuality, it was the most kind of like utmost like integrity, you know, like that we've seen from from a pro- protester to literally give your life for 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 this cause. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think that anyone should take from this that we're advocating for people to go and do that or to take your life and if you're feeling that way please also like seek, seek help, help. Yeah. yes for sure. that's not that's not what we're saying but yeah. we're saying like he did it and he did it knowingly and that was his that was his like his life to give you know and like he what what i'm saying is that he did that in sound mind from what we can read you know like it, it was a political cause it was something that he was really behind the the fact that they are now tarnishing his actions and his protest and his sacrifice as the the machinations of like a mentally ill man is extremely disrespectful. You know as well. Do you know what the first um, officer on the scene? Yeah, yeah. like um, first officer on the scene at this <clears throat> person who's self-immolating got their gun out. Not a fire extinguisher. A not gun. Water. They a got gun. gun. What out. is your bullet gonna do that the fire is not already doing to that man? Like seriously, America is a mental place. You know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, this this is interesting as well. There's obviously this by-election in terms of the general election that's impending this year. But Keir Starmer will get it, but not that it's going to make absolutely no, in my opinion, no difference at all. I can't stand him. I almost prefer Rishi because it's kind of like, at least he's not masculine. I mean, 
I, I don't. I do not prefer the Tory party, but like it's kind of like better the devil, you know. Do you know what I mean? Like at least he's not. Because really, what is the what is any discernible difference between Rishi and Gear? You want to play a bit of Kylie now? Better the devil, you know. Oh, I, I don't know that song. Let's see. You're not white enough. I'm actually not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Speaking of though, Kylie's performing at the Brits tonight. The Dua Lipa. Kylie Minogue? Yeah, yeah. All right. Don't know if she's still yeah. making music. So it'll be interesting to see who um, wins that. But as a closing thing, that's on a positive note, it is going to be really nice to see Ray being celebrated tonight because you know everything that she's Oh, been she had like through. a bit of a hard time in the music industry. Yeah, yeah. and now she's been celebrated. I don't even know it's the Brits tonight. Guys, I'm so out of touch with pop yeah. culture, not going to lie. But yeah, I mean, I only know because obviously it's my job to be involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Thank you for gracing us with your presence, Salima. Hopefully, it's lovely to be back, yeah, guys. Hopefully, you don't go away <clears throat> too soon. Oh, who knows? Oh my God, I was telling Carlos like when I came back. Before I came back, usually when I've been away for like a long time, I there's a part of me that's kind of like excited to come back to my home comforts, my own bed, my own shower, food, and stuff like that. And it's usually after a few days when the post like holiday blues hit me. Oh my God, this time around I got it on the first day, and I was literally just walking around my house absolutely aimlessly. And I remember saying to my sister, "There's nothing to do in the UK other than start a family or leave." And she was like, "Boo boo, you need to just go." Actually, no, 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 no. She was like, no. she was like, she, uh, no, and then she was like, no, no, no. Actually, you can't just keep running away. Right. Well, you know what the other option is then. I, I'm. I've been really <laughs> seriously considering it, guys. I'm seriously. There's actually nothing to do other than have some kids. Well, um, am I allowed to say that you're not in employment anymore? so not like you've got anything i've got nothing i've got this is what i mean i've got nothing better to do than just have some kids uh anyone first manga masala baby coming to you very soon anyone listening and getting our dms any interest <laughs> anyone who can help me out here yeah. send us what's it your bio data and everything New Mango Masala segment coming soon. <laughs> Getting Halima married. That should be a series. Getting Halima hitched. Yeah. Get Halima hitched. Yeah. That should be a new Mango Masala could series. Just be kids. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, that wouldn't run. Guys, not out of wedlock. No. Come no, on. It's, it's, not not it's not running. It's not running. Anyway, I'm very excited now that we are going to be having our first ever live performance. Our first ever live Mango Masala performance. It's going to be from. Nickel, formerly known as Nickel Beats. He's going to be performing a cover of Drake and Magic Jordan's um, Summer's Over interlude and his own track, Feel Me. And we're also going to be giving a spin to his new track, which is the first under his new name. And it's called See the Patterns. But yeah, over to you, Nickel. Yes, guys, what's good? You're tuned into Mango Masala, Pi Radio South Asian show. My name's Gerns and I'm here with Nickel. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, thank you. And also thank you for those performances. It was great to have that. That's our first Mango Masala live performance. So we're honoured nice. to have it be you as well. Like, honestly, from the second that this was even a discussion, I was like, you know what? Nickel's actually the perfect person to see whether this actually works. Obviously, I'm not actually going to 
bother asking you a little bit about yourself because we've interviewed you before and I think a lot of you will probably will know of you and your music. You've put out multiple projects, um, 3,000 Realms and Earthly Desires Lead to Enlightenment. Yeah, well and the last remembering the name. No, I have got them in my notes. I, <laughs> I did like that last one especially. I was like, make sure I get it in the correct order. The latter of which was when we last had an interview with you. So I yeah. think that must've been the end of 2022, was it? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, because last year I was a little bit more quiet with uh, with my releases. But um, 2024, I'm back. <laughs> no, we love that. And thank you so much for obviously coming up to Manchester. I mean, I'm not going to say you came up here specifically to talk to us. But thank <laughs> we, you we can for make taking it feel the time. Like that because to be honest, I've been looking forward to actually finally meeting you and saying like, Likewise. you know, like from when I first met you today, it was like, wow, you've been supporting me for like almost four years of my career. Like, that's crazy. Oh, oh yeah, man. I'm he good. is I'm actually great. real. Like, yeah, yeah literally. He's a real person. <laughs> I think also this is a really important moment in your career as well, because obviously 2024 name change yeah. i had to stop myself actually when i was introducing you not <laughs> saying nickel beats because obviously yeah. that's what you've been known as and that's what you've released all your music as up until this point so why now for the name change mainly just because i changed my hair so it was like a new personality i mean that was on the agenda as well to discuss that definitely a fan um any reason why you changed the hair as well clearly we imagine now <laughs> Um, do you know what? Honestly, maybe I don't think it's a coincidence that it's all aligned that um, I'm, you know, it's the first time in like almost seven or eight years that I didn't have a skin fade and I decided I'm going to just let my hair grow out. Like, yeah, I think it's not a coincidence that that has all happened at the same time. That I'm like, I want to change my name. I think like a lot of artists just generally, you're, you're just constantly evolving. You're always changing externally what's what people see of you and how you want to express yourself. So I think that's just part of it. And um, changing my name was a really huge thing because I felt that obviously Nikhil Beats implies very, very explicitly that you're a producer. And I think, um, you know, I know if you guys have supported like my last songs, even same from almost almost two years, like a year and a half, two years ago, where I started like introducing the idea of me singing. And I think last year I've really been honing that craft and working and working at that because it's something that I could see is where I wanted to go in the next direction. And I just felt it was appropriate to change my name to something that didn't, it didn't tell you anything about I am only this. It's just, I'm Nikhil, that's me, I'm an artist and I'm going to keep evolving. So I feel like now I'm a, I've got my name that I can just kind of keep through every evolution. Do you think when you first started out that you, at that point, saw yourself as more of a producer rather than an artist in your own right? Or has this always been that you've seen yourself, no, I'm just an, I don't want labels, I am just an artist, I'm just me? Do you know what's really interesting? Because obviously choosing the name, have, having the name Beats in your name, but if someone asked me, are you a beat maker? I'd be like, nah, I'm not a <laughs> beat maker. I definitely was a producer. Like, that's how I started getting into this like songwriting for like, other people and making making tracks making beats for people in terms of being a singer i think maybe deep down it's what i always wanted to do and maybe maybe it was a confidence thing i say i say maybe because i feel like that probably is what it is i just don't like you know i just don't want to say it but yeah i'm sure that has a lot to do with it it's hard when you when you feel you have a sense of identity 
so stuck to something everyone sees you as a producer then you're like oh i sing too i don't know if it's more of an issue for me or for other people i don't know where did you get this confidence from then because now obviously like you say i think it was more throughout um your last record that you were singing a lot more on it and now obviously you're coming out as an artist in your own right do you feel like you kind of needed that sense of gradual introducing see whether people dig it okay they do let's now jump straight into this or was it you just like kind of follow the natural flow of things i think it was very organic i think it's happened naturally over time like from my first headline show i did in london where at the time i was very much still just like saw myself as a producer so the idea of me doing a show obviously everyone was like you're gonna dj and i was like no that's not really what i do so i ended up putting a band together and doing my first headline show had featured artists come on and that was amazing. That was the first time that I tried to sing in front of every, everyone. Yeah, I think after that, because then I started getting booked for more and more shows, it started becoming, becoming more clear the idea that, okay, I'm an artist. So, so I think it just, it was just a natural progression in my career. And as that happened, I also wanted to express myself more creatively through lyrics and through like singing melodies. I, I think it's just in the way that I wanted to be as an artist. It just, it came so naturally. And now obviously the reason why you're here as well is as of today, Wednesday the 28th, your new single is out, the first single with your new name as well, See The Patterns. Why this single as not only the start of 2024, but also the start of this new chapter for you as well? This song, I've like, I've actually, I kind of started writing it like, almost a year and a half ago or something it was probably one of the first one of the first songs I kind of like felt like I'd started finding my sound on like vocally I always just felt that like with all the harmonies and everything in it it's so it just feels like a welcome to my world type song <laughs> that's what so like it was always something I imagined it being like an intro and I thought it would maybe be an intro to a project or something so the way that it's kind of been in it actually an introduction to just my next chapter in my whole life um yeah i don't know i just felt like it just it just fit i've seen as well obviously you've described the record as being like this kind of insight into how you kind of feel quite out of touch with reality and there are certain people who like kind of give you that like light and that that hope sort of element so first of all are you okay <laughs> like, sort of like, like obviously because the thing is like that doesn't need to be taken in a negative sense but also obviously being out of touch in reality and having those few people that do actually offer that sense of comfort it can mm. potentially obviously mean that so you want going into that a bit more for us yeah no for sure it's so interesting yeah, that you'd be like are you okay because i think when i write my lyrics are just they are so deeply reflective that's just the kind of person I am. Like when I'm just on my own, those are just the thoughts I have. I have very, very deep philosophical thoughts about life and my relationships with people. So I guess I don't think too much of it. I think a lot of it happened around the time, like with different relationships where I've, I could just see patterns of this kind of toxic ignorance where, you know, obviously the songs called see the patterns and like one of the lyrics in it is I don't see the patterns until I'm getting cussed out. And it was just like this idea of like, you're always just kind of feeling like you're looking the wrong way and everyone else kind of is like, Nikhil, wake up. Why can't you just see? And like, why can't you be like this and be like that? And it's not coming from, they're not trying to shape me into something I'm not. They're coming from a place of they're trying to help guide me to be the best version of myself. I don't know. I think it's more just, yeah, me just reflecting on that, conversations of, about that. Just life, in it? But it's interesting because obviously you said that this song started being written 
around a year, a year and a half ago. Mm. But it was, I think, in the latter part of last year, I did see on your socials about you got let go from your day job. Yeah. And how, I think you put on your socials, how a lot of people kind of reached out to you and were like, um, I presume being quite nice about it. I was like, oh, are you okay? But you actually mm. came back from it and were like, actually, this is, I'm going to see this in a positive light. Like, this means I have more time to put into music, that sort of thing. So I wondered, does the song, like, maybe have a different kind of outlook in terms of, like, this new chapter of your life in terms of, like, people being like, oh, do this, do that sort of thing? It's interesting that you've made that connection because, like, I was talking to a friend about this, about how the songs that we make, like, I don't think sometimes even as artists, I don't think we realise how connected they are to our lives and the the topics that we're talking about. Sometimes we're offering wisdom on this topic that we like need it for ourselves, you know what I mean? And we don't even realise how much we need to hear that song. So actually everything you're saying, yeah, make, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it was... Um, it definitely was like a difficult time and I think there was a, such a mixture of gaining support from people around me to help kind of give me that wisdom and then there was other times where it's like you need to just kind of focus on yourself to be able to actually no matter how much wisdom you hear from outside from other people it always needs to deep down come from yourself at some point. I did also have to ask you as well, I've seen on your socials, not only music, but you like to be in the kitchen quite a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> I have to ask, what's your favourite thing that you like to cook? Because I've seen like a variety of stuff that you've been like putting on TikTok and stuff. So what, what's your like your go-to favourite thing to do? Cooking is the same for me as making music. Like when the way I sit there and like ideas will come to me of different music ideas and whatever like recipe ideas and stuff will pop in my head as well and where i'm currently at in the same way of different evolutions of of art i'm currently just so into bread like this is just i don't know why it's my new obsession and i've been making so many different types of breads and like i've been making croissants and i've been making so many i've been trying to perfect my parata recipe because obviously the way we make roti and parata are so different all over south asia and i mean beyond south asia as well like so i've been really playing with that and just taking different influences and i feel like i've got this recipe that i love and i can whip up so fast and it's just the most beautiful thing i mean oh yeah i just love bread <laughs> no <laughs> that's my the other thing that i've been told that like that i know that my friends and my family love it's just when I make chicken, and I know that's so vague, but like Eddie's kind of chicken where I'm making a curry or whatever, I'm barbecuing. I did learn a lot from my girlfriend's mom. She's Jamaican. So she taught me properly how to jerk. <laughs> so 100%, like, that's where credit is due, really, from that side. But, um, yeah. It's ultimately such a basic... I'm describing this as basic, and it sounded like I'm calling, like, chefs basic. I'm not. I'm <laughs> saying that, ultimately, it's a very down-to-earth thing, what you're doing. You're preparing food. It's an essential for life. Like I get what you mean in terms of the sense that, like, the actual act of cooking and then having to clean or wash up all stuff, like, it's stuff that... You get the idea that like if people are really successful, they pay someone to do it. It's like it's, it's something that like is almost like is dirty. Like you have to physically, it takes a lot of work if you're on your feet for hours, and it like it's it's it can be physically strenuous, yeah. Mm. But like the love that goes into it. So I think in that sense, I think it's like it's a simple thing, but you just make it with your bare hands, and you're making something and presenting this thing full of love to someone like yeah. it's like yeah it's such a beautiful thing i just love food <laughs> <laughs> yeah mic <Yeah>. drop <laughs> nah but i agree i think like in a world that's obviously ever expanding in regards to, like t 
tech and whatnot and so many like self-checkouts, AI, so much less things that people are doing for themselves. Mm. Cooking, at least for now, Touchwood, is something that is staying poor and like I don't know about that. Do you yeah. know what when I when my <laughs> friends come around and they're like they see me making bread and they're just like but you don't have a bread maker. And I'm like, no, you literally just put flour and yeast and water in, in a bowl like, and mix it. They're like, they were like, and that's it. Like it blows their mind because we're so used to the technology of having different things. Like even like I made pasta and so I was like, but how could you do it without, without any sort of machine? I'm like, like, how do you think people, like how do you think someone's grandma does it in yeah. some random like Italian village somewhere? Like you just flour and eggs and then your hands, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? It's quite interesting. That's very much how I make music. Very like very DIY with it. But like I just use what's in front of me and I'll make something sound good. I mean, on that note as well, what's the plan for the rest of twenty twenty four then? Have you got like music lined up that you're ready to release? Like are we working towards another project? Basically, yeah. I'm I've been building and I've got a lot of stuff in the vault at the moment. So um this year for me is just about consistency of dropping releasing because i feel like with this new era of nickel and not nickel beats i want to really just go in and let people know who i am you know what i mean and i think the music that i've made it feels so much like me in this moment and i'm so excited to share it right now i don't want to waste any time and wait till i've evolved to my next phase you know what i mean <laughs> like i want to just get it out so this year i'm going to be dropping a lot of stuff and yeah, I've uh, I, maybe I can give a little hint to a potential project later. Oh, <laughs> oh there you go, ahead. <laughs> first. No, I'm really looking forward to that. And thank you again for taking the time, not only to speak to us, but also playing those tunes. It was thank you. people that want to follow you on this new journey as Nickel. Where's the best place for them to find um, you? TikTok, Instagram, all of that is uh, at Nickel's World underscore. And then, yeah, on Spotify just nickel all lowercase i was struggling with that because i was like oh there's gonna be a lot of nickels out there like obviously nickel beats i was the only one but it's my name i don't care i'm claiming it (laughs) so we'll make sure that i'm at the top so the first thing you search is you'll find me (laughs) i mean i don't know if it's because i listen to obviously music on spotify but when i did look before you did come up first well maybe i'm already there then (laughs) i mean you can't miss it it's just a picture of my face like with a cheesy ass yeah like (laughs) with the new hair and everything yeah Yeah, exactly sweet 